Hello and welcome friends. You are now listening to the new grad physical therapist success blueprint audio experience. I am the host of this podcast, Javier Carlin, the founder of the new grad PT mentors, where we help new grad physical therapists like yourself to become confident clinicians, increase their worth as PTs and take control of their finances without burning out or needing 10 plus years of experience. If this is your first time listening, thank you so much. It means the absolute world to us. And if you have any questions at all, reach out to us at contactngptmentors.com. That is contactngptmentors.com. If you haven't already, make sure to join our free Facebook group, New Grad PT Mentorship, and follow us on Instagram at the New Grad PT Mentors. Thank you so much. Now on to the show. On this episode of the New Grad Physical Therapist Success Blueprint, Javier interviews Andrew Tran, founder of PhysioMemes. Listen to Andrew's journey starting from what piqued his interest in physical therapy to navigating through his postgrad career, which including trying to figure out what setting he was interested in, applying to multiple jobs, working as a travel PT, and then eventually creating his own successful business, PhysioMemes. Stay tuned to learn more about his journey and the valuable lessons that he learned throughout. Thank you for joining us today, everyone. My name is Javier Carlin, the host of this podcast, the founder of the New Grad PT Mentors. And today I have a really, really great friend of mine, Andrew Tran. Sorry, Physio Memes, aka Andrew Tran. Andrew Tran is a physical therapist who has worked in a variety of settings as a new grad. In his two and a half years, he has done travel PT to skilled nursing facilities, outpatient ortho, and attempted to open a practice three times. In the midst of it all, he stumbled upon his true passion and is the founder of Physio Memes. The goal of Physio Memes is to challenge the status quo, to spread humor in a profession that deals with too much pain. Physio Memes makes apparel and merchandise for physical therapists that want to promote our profession. You can find him at Physio Memes on Instagram and email him at andrew at physiomemes.com. You can also go to his website at physiomemes.com. So, Brother, thank you so much for jumping on this podcast. It is an honor to have you on, man. Uh, I really appreciate you have uh, appreciate you like having you as a friend. Like it's just we have great conversations each time. Just catching up with you, it, it's it's always a great time to see you. Like just talk about what, what we're both working on and what you're doing, and you're absolutely killing it. So so thank you, brother. Dude, thank you, man. I I appreciate it. Um, it's an honor being on here on your podcast, and uh, man, you do. A lot of great things as well, man. So, shouts a lot on that. Oh, thanks, man. Thanks. So, uh, so obviously, I just gave a quick introduction as to who you are and what you do. But can you go ahead from from your side of it? Uh, can you just tell the listeners uh, that are listening today what what you do? Yeah. So, as as you can tell from from the bio and the introduction, um, I'm about two and a half years out um, of PT school. And I've done a lot of different things and, you know, from like travel PT to working um, in outpatient clinic and wanting to open my own practice. And so at the time of this recording, I'll say this because it might change as you, as you can tell. But I currently, uh, we were talking about before, I'm living right now in Charleston, South Carolina. I came down here to visit and just kind of check out the area, visit my cousin. And then decided to move down here. I was between contracts and I couldn't find a travel contract. But um, so I'm working uh, PRN with uh, an outpatient setting right now. But uh, yeah, so the reason why I'm working PRN is because I am working on, you know, trying to build up my company right now, Physio Memes. And started off as making, um, actually, before it even came a business, it just started off as a memes page. Because when I had graduated, I was trying to find some like physical therapy memes and there just wasn't anything out there. Like I was finding stuff every once in a while, but I was like, there was nothing consistent that I could just go through um, and just like look at every day or something like that. So started off as a memes page and then, you know, making my own and sharing other people's memes and uh, still do that today. And about a year later, I started making apparel. Um, kind of same thing with the memes. I was looking up for physical therapy, like apparel and merchandise and stuff. And I was like, there's nothing really out there. Like you find some random shirts here and there, but there was nothing consistent page or business that I could go to to buy the stuff. So that's kind of how um, my journey started with all this. And, you know, as of right now, I'm just trying to build that up and, you know, just continually make memes and, you know, make products just to make people laugh and 
um, you know, every single day and doing that with the products as well. Yeah. I love it, man. I love it. So let's, let's obviously let, let's, I mean, you're doing a lot of great things right now. And obviously um, in the past few years out of school, you've, you've gone through this journey and a lot of changes have happened. Um, you've learned a lot through some obstacles that you face, but I just want to take it like way back and just kind of like dive into what initially like brought you into the physical therapy profession. Like why'd you choose to become a PT? Yeah. So I feel like a lot of people had a, you know, like really cool story about all this and were some inspirational and, you know, to be the people who get injured and whatnot. And um, I didn't. I've actually never had to have PT or injured myself, knock on wood. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, like, the big thing for me, like, I've always wanted to be in the healthcare field and I love helping people. And I feel like that's a very cliche answer. But the thing is, I knew I did not want to be a physician. And I was like, I don't want to do that. And I was like, at that time, all I knew was really like nursing. So I talked to my cousin who was a nurse. And the big thing, I love the muscle skeletal like system. And I was like, I like sports and all that. And I was like talking to her about it. She was um, either nursing, she was probably a nurse at that point. And I, uh, she told me, she was like, what about physical therapy? I was like, huh, never really thought about that. So then um, I was like, this is like my senior year of high school. And I was like, I got to pick a damn major. So I picked exercise physiology. I was like, that's a pre-PT route. Let's go there. We'll figure things out if that doesn't happen. And, um, but for me, like, I was like, I'm not going to wait until, you know, I have to apply to PT school three and a half years later to make sure that this is the right major. So like after the first year, like I mean, during the first year, I started like shadowing physical therapists right away and uh, liked it a lot and did it all four years. Like I actually did observation hours most of my four years of undergrad and loved it. So that's kind of confirmed that like, I wanted to be in the profession. That that's an amazing story, man. I and I think we we all at the end of the day like love to help people. Uh, which is, I think, initially why we choose to, to go into the physical therapy profession. And then obviously for you, you figured out, yeah, you love to help people, but you also love to help, help them laugh. <laughs> and, oh, it's, yeah. it's, and, it's, and that's one thing that we forget is that there's so many different ways that we can help people. Um, and at the end of the day, like I, your story is very similar to mine where I had a friend who was in nursing. He's like, hey, why don't you go like the nursing track? And I'm like, I love, I like it, but it's not just, it's just not for me, you know? Um, But for you, I feel like you figured it out pretty quickly. I didn't figure it out till like the last year of my undergrad. Um, And, and for you to like love like physical therapy that long, that, that is truly amazing to hear. But um, yeah, man. So, so what, what exactly, uh, what did your first year out of school look like? So uh, what were you like, did you, like what was the first job that you that you held uh were there any struggles or frustrations that you had that first year as a new grad pt uh tell us more about that dude yeah i um so for those of you guys who are listening you guys are pt students and uh i know for for the for new grads i didn't really want to know like i really didn't know what i wanted to do i was kind of split between like i've changed i even changed my mind a few times uh during pt school of what i wanted to do um I think when I went into PT school, I was really big on peds, took peds in school, and I was like, no, like, screw that, I'm not doing peds. And then, <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know, like, I was like ortho, like, I, I, that, was, that was like a big thing, like, and then went back to doing that, and that was kind of like where my passion was, did a neuro rotation, and I actually, it was funny, because like, it was kind of opposite the peds, I hated neuro in, during the didactic work, and I loved it during my clinical, um, so when I graduated, I was like, I don't know which one I want to do. So I applied to both. And so my struggle with like me applying to like all these jobs, I think I applied to like around like 15 jobs. Wow. And I got actually zero um, offers. And I think maybe I had like two interviews and had zero offers. And I was like, oh crap. Like most of my friends, like I would say half my class had a job before they graduated. Uh-huh. And I was like at graduation. I was like, I don't have a damn job. So... <laughs> Um, so it was a struggle with that. I was like debating between the two, I was like, which one should I pick? And I was like, well, you didn't want to pick me. So I guess I couldn't really do that. But, yeah. um, so like what, what I had done, I like kind of backtracking a little bit. I, during my second year of PT school, I started to like, I kind of like questioned myself if I wanted to do physical therapy hmm. because the big thing was like, I wanted to, 
so when you're in grad school, a lot of your friends from undergrad who don't go to grad school, they're already working. So about two years in, they're like making money. They are traveling on like business um, uh, jobs and like, you know, weekends and yep. Vegas just, just for a conference, you know, and just like just having fun. I was like, crap, I love to travel. Like I, I've traveled a lot and did a lot in undergrad and PT school. And like, I was like, man, I, I can't travel anymore as a PT. Mm-hmm. And I actually like did the bare minimum to like, to, to pass my classes and wasn't really like happy with it. And I was like, should I do this? Like, I don't know if I want to be a PT anymore. And my, one of my professors one day was like, dude, what's going on? Like he knew I wasn't like happy. Like I'll just, you know, whatever. I'm usually like, you know, me being funny. Like I'm a smart ass in class. Like I always make jokes and I like, I just, it was this period of time where I wasn't. And um, I kind of told him all that. And he was like, dude, he's like, I was a travel PT. I was like, huh. oh shoot. So, um, you know, towards the end of the second year, I was like a lot happier and I was like, okay, well, I can do travel PT and do this for a short period of time. Right. And, um, so I kind of, uh, ended up going that route, but I wanted to get that ortho or neuro job first because they were telling me like, you need a year of experience, uh, before you go travel as a PT. Hmm. And then I kind of was forced because I didn't have an option to pick, you know, whichever setting I wanted to go to cause I didn't get a job. And um, I was like, screw it, I'm gonna do travel PT. So when I graduated, I started off doing travel PT and doing contract work. Nice, man. So, so you already like defined the, the norms that are set for us, right? They said that, oh, you probably, you shouldn't do travel PT the first year out of school. And you went ahead and did that because you were forced to, but ultimately, I mean, it ended up working out for you. Uh, so, so that's just something like, it's, it's good to talk about because a lot of the times uh, there's these limits that are placed on us by other people uh, that just don't know any better. So yeah. um, those limits, a lot of the times they don't exist. So when you go ahead and I mean, in your, in your case, you were forced to do it and it ended up working out nicely. But for others who are thinking about doing the same thing, just go after what you want. If you have a love for traveling, like go freaking be a travel PT. Like that's the best thing you can do for yourself. Cause if you're not happy in the posi- position that you're at, then what's it, what's worth? Like, there's no, there's no plan in doing it. It's yeah. not worth it. A um, lot of people that were like, tell me like, didn't do it um, out of like harm or like being negative or anything about it. Um, because everyone just says like, that's what you have to do. You know? So right. I was like, all right, cool. But like, like, you know me, like I like to push the envelope and be different anyways. Uh huh. These are coming from people who never had been a travel PT. Right. Who never had been a travel PT as a new grad. And hmm. a lot of people say that. Like, it's never wrong or bad to go get experience before a travel PT. Like, that can only help you. Of course. But, but, it, but like, it's not saying, like, you can't do it. You can't get a job mm-hmm. um, at all. So it's definitely possible to do that. And, I mean, clearly I did it. And I know a lot of new grads that do it right away. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and that, I mean, that's a great point. Uh, when people say like, don't do this or you can't do that. A lot of the times it's not because they're trying to like hold you back from something. It's just the fact that they don't know any better. Um, and, and that's why it's also good. Like when you're like dealing with those certain situations is to find people who have done it and ask them for their advice because they're the ones who can tell you best. Uh, so that, that's a, a great point, man. Now, uh, is there anything, anything that you wish that you knew before graduating from PT school that anything that you would have done differently, maybe? Yeah. Um, so kind of what we just kind of touched, touched on, uh, yeah. I wish I knew that travel PT exists. So if you guys like traveling a lot, cause I was like, man, I gotta be at this like same company for 40 years and do this. And like, you know, I'm not gonna be able to travel or anything. So it's just like, um, so I wish I knew travel PT earlier on. So I wouldn't mm-hmm. be as unhappy during my second year of PT school and um, wish I knew that you can also do travel PT as a new grad and, and that's totally fine it's okay to like I said in, like like in the bio like trying to it's okay to be different and trying to push the t- status quo of what the norm is mm-hmm. because just because a small percentage of people do it or it's just like really scary to do doesn't mean you can't do it hmm 100% man so Obviously, um, I'm sure there have, there have been several major decisions that you have, you've had to make to get to the point where you're at now. Uh, some easy, some not so easy. What is, what is one, one major decision that you made early in your career as a physical therapist that, that really just changed the, tra- the tra- trajectory of, like, of your life, essentially? And, yeah. and how has that impacted you uh, looking back at it now? 
Yeah, so during my first year out, um, I was, well, one, like, just kind of ex uh, excited that I was not, like, I could actually make some money now and, you know, pay off, like, whatever I wanted and not, um, you know, be, be limited to, like, how we were living in PT school and whatnot. But, um, so, but during that, like, first year, um, I had a lot more free time because I wasn't studying and everything. Mm -hmm. And the big thing that I got bored very quickly, I would say, I don't know, like four or five months out. I was like, all right, cool. I have all this free time. I can spend all this money. I was like, but I go to work, you know, I'm just Netflixing all the time. Like it was cool for like a few weeks. I was like killing series all the time. And then like, I just felt like kind of incomplete with, with, uh, with life. Huh. And uh, so the big thing, like during my first year, that's kind of got me to where I'm at today uh, two years later, two and a half years later, was kind of investing in myself, investing in like personal growth, uh, personal development, and kind of just like working on our minds. So we talk a lot about uh, professional development of getting mm -hmm. you know, a lot more con ed classes and learning more techniques, learning more ways of thinking. Um, and that's all great because you're going to hear that over and over again. But mm -hmm. the thing is like working on yourselves. And I just, that was one thing I never did in my life. Because I mm -hmm. feel like it's always school, 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 school and just learning more skills and whatnot, and, that, and that's freaking awesome. But I think that was very important because, you know, for those that are listening, the, a big talk right now, not to scare anybody, is uh, physical therapy, like just physical therapists burning out. Right. And, um, and I think when you work on your mind and develop that and do personal growth, whether it's reading, listening to podcasts, um, surrounding yourself with good people, like that definitely has prevented me from, you know, a lot of people do like they hate the profession after a few years or just burnt out or whatever that may be. Yeah. Now I, man, that, that is, that is such a, a great point to bring up because um, I think, like you said, it's, it's one of the things that a lot of people uh, struggle with. And unfortunately I feel like people are struggling with that a lot earlier on than they have in the past. Um, and that's, that's honestly for several reasons. Um, and we could touch upon a few of those, but but a lot of it is boredom. A lot of, uh, a lot of it is inefficiency. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of it is a disconnect between what you thought was going to happen, what you thought you were going to get from the profession and what's actually happening. Uh, you mm -hmm. know, we talked about expectations. Um, and, and when all those things um, aren't what, were, what, were, what was taught to you initially or what you thought, um, it really sets you up to become disappointed. Um, and unfortunately, there's a lot that we think that we can't control. But the truth is that we can but the only way we learn those things is by interacting with other people, putting ourselves in the right environment. Uh, it doesn't have to be in person because a lot of the times, um, I mean, the people that we're surrounding ourselves with in most jobs, like everyone's having the same feelings of frustrations, uh, you know, fears and struggles. And if that's all that we're listening to, if that's all that's being inputted into our minds, then that's all that we know. So if you have a negative environment in like the workplace, uh, you know, or the people that you're surrounded with, you have to find your tribe outside, uh, outside of that environment, either online, you know, we met online, right. I think it was two, two, two years ago now, yep. uh, in the same season of SSPT, uh, Smart Success Physical Therapy. And obviously that was probably one of the major decisions of, of both of our lives that kind mm -hmm. of have gotten both of us to where we're at today. Um, but but that's, that's a major key, man. And just investing in yourself because I think a lot of the things that we struggle with as new grad PTs, uh, especially the confidence issues, uh, when we're dealing with patients and, and figuring out like how we can become better, it's actually not a skill thing. Like the skills, yeah, they're, they're good to know and, and you have to have them. But at the end of the day, if you're not confident, it's because you haven't uh, worked on your personal development. You haven't worked on, on your psychological education. Yeah. And, and what that gives you is everything else that you're that you're struggling with that confidence that self-doubt that that feeling of not being worthy enough all those things are not are not taken care of by learning more clinical skills that's something that that you have to work deep in your mind with and it comes with in the form of podcast so obviously if you're listening to this you've already learned the power of investing in yourself from learning by learning from others by having mentors having people in in your you know, in, in your circle that are there to help you and support you throughout everything that you need in life. And, and at the end of the day, that's, man, I, I agree with you so much. And, 
And I just wanted to dive in more into it because it's just, it's probably the most important thing that you can do. Uh, uh, so, man. Yeah, man. I mean, the quote, like, you know, you are the average of the five people you, you hang around with the most. It's, it's so true. Like there's, I know it's a lot of people will say, and it's the, oh yeah, like whatever, you know, I get it. But like, but it actually, it's, it's probably the, the main decision that you have to make today is figure out who you have to eliminate from your circle. And I'm not saying eliminate them completely. And, you know, right. don't like, completely like stop talking to them just figure out those like four to five people who who are your little team you know your your support team the the people that you speak with like on a on a weekly or monthly basis that are that are pushing you to become more to become better and when you do that a lot of other things start falling into place so um exactly man you 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 hit it on the head dude like like you said like you know surrounding myself you don't have to physically surround yourself like you know reaching out to you and um, like for me, like I even had like, like last week I had a bad week with everything with anxiety and all this stuff. And it was just like, I don't think I would have like been as good as I was like getting out of like that, that stressful the mindset of like being anxiety and, you know, just having all that if I didn't work on my mind as well. Because <laughs> I think that's just something that's really underrated um, is, our, is our mindset and, you know, the positive thinking. I know one thing that you said on videos instead of like, um, man, I have to do this. Is like I get to do this, and it's like something like that. Like when I'm down, like I was like, okay, what do I need to go back to? Like how do I like shift me feeling like shit or feeling like crap or feeling down, mm-hmm. and how do I turn this into a positive? So like those are things I tell myself like actively now. Mm-hmm. Like you know, two years ago, I definitely would not have done that. And yeah, I would, like, piss off a lot longer. Right, and I think and man. I, I get excited about this topic about personal development because it really has changed my life and it has changed yours. And one thing is, it's knowing that it's going to happen. You're going to have bad days um, mm-hmm. where you wake up, you're like, man, like, am I, is this really what I want to do? Like, uh, like, why am I working so hard? Am I working on the right thing? Should I just like be like everyone else and be average and, and, you know, just work the nine to five, go home, watch TV all day, eat Cheetos, whatever it is. And, and it's fine if you do it sometimes and everyone has those days, but it's understanding that, that you're going to have that day. You're going to get, get over it. You're going to get through it. Sometimes it might last a couple of days, but as long as you know that, that you're going to get over that hump and then maybe the following day, you're going to, you're going to feel again, motivated, inspired, and, and you're going to start working on, on what you're really passionate about. Uh, and a lot of the times it, it takes like sitting down and thinking, right? Like, why do I want this? Like long-term, like I know like on a daily basis, it's a, it's a grind, but I know that if I continue and I'm consistent, the what's on the other side is, yeah is going to be everything I've ever wanted. And, and when you connect with that, like it makes it a lot easier to get through those, those moments of, of, you know, just, just not feeling, not feeling good, uh, feeling yeah. down, you know, uh, one of the other things that I learned from this book yesterday while I was reading through it was, uh, we need to stop listening to ourselves and do more talking to ourselves. So that's, that's, it, it's basically talking about like, if we start listening to our mind, our mind is, our, our, our brain was created to survive, right? Like we, we humans are created to survive. So if you let your, if you start listening to your mind, it's going to tell you all the negative things, all the fears that you have, all the things that can go wrong. But if you start talking to yourself and, and like you said, positive affirmations are, are really key. Like, like actually saying, I'm like telling yourself I'm confident. Like I'm, 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 you know, I'm really good at what I do. Like telling yourself these, these things is, is so key and so important. And that actually lifts you up and it, it kind of takes you away from those those hard times a lot quicker so uh do less listening to your mind more talking to yourself (laughs) definitely man i think that was like i don't know like me growing up i thought i thought that stuff was like stupid i thought this stuff doesn't work and i was like man i was like i'm not doing i'm not doing that and um you know like that shit works it It does it definitely is um a thing that i think Everyone, like not even just new grads or PT students, like I think everyone in life should, everyone. should be able to do that. And there was, when I was in PT school, the one, thing, one quote that kind of stuck with me, we had to interview people um, for a project or whatever, and I was interviewing this lady who her daughter uh, passed away from ALS at a young age. Oh, wow. And so I went to, actually went to her home and uh, interviewed her. And one thing that her daughter, I think she was a PT student um, at my university, and um, she had this quote that like her daughter was like, um, I guess that was her quote that she lived by. I can't, I can't remember who originally said it, but um, it was like, I'm at ha- like, 
I'm not having a bad day. I'm having a character building day. Hmm. And that was like someone that was like literally dying from ALS. Like that was the thing that she like wow was like living through. I was like that was very impactful. I was like shit. I was like I feel like crap now. Like when I bitch. Man, yeah, it's all perspective, man. It's all perspective. Like you, you look at that, and then you look at your life, and you're like, I guess. I mean, I shouldn't be complaining, you know, like yeah. it could always be a lot worse and it's unfortunate to think about it that way, but it's true. It's true. Mm-hmm. So that, that's, that's very impactful, man. Um, so, so on this topic, like what, obviously on, like you've gone through a lot in the past two and a half years since graduating PT school um, to get to where you're at now, like what specific hurdles did you personally face and how did you overcome them? I, I know you, you, you attempted to open up a practice three times. And I know that was probably a transition that that was pretty challenging. Um, but yeah, just, if you don't mind, just talk more about that. And yeah, 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 I mean, yeah definitely can touch on that. Cause people are like, what the hell is this? It must be like shitty uh, <laughs> business owner. But uh, <laughs> to, to elaborate on that, uh, after taking, you know, like the course with SSPT, kind of learning on the marketing and the business side of things, like my whole mindset shifted which was like a part of things uh, from that as well. I um, was, cause I, I think I'm what I've always wanted to open a practice. Um, but it was like, they told you to wait like, you know, five, 10 years before you do that. And you have to be the best clinician. And I know, uh, you know, we both know plenty of people that do it as a new grad or a year or two out. Right. You know, just, you guys are opening clinics right now. So uh, congrats to you guys. Thanks, um, and I, so for me, I was like, okay, cool. Like I can actually do this. So I was actually, um, going to open a practice with this I stopped at actually I did two travel contracts came back to come back to Cincinnati which is my hometown and was found a private practice that was like going out of network and I was like okay they're kind of going this cash based route like they're doing this and I kind of interviewed and I was like are you guys looking to like open up a clinic for partnerships and they were like yeah um so that was like the first attempt um you trying to open a practice with them but fast forward, that essentially, you know, we just didn't have the same vision of, you know, what we want the practice to look like. And it was like their practice. So I was like, well, I'm not trying to convince you to do anything. Like, that wasn't anything bad. It was just right. like different as well. So that kind of happened. I wanted to open. So I was like, you know what? I'll open it with a buddy of mine. Um, life happened. Um, you know, there's a lot of things going on with, with both of our lives. I won't get, you know, I won't you know, tell his side of everything. But we're still good friends. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was like at his wedding, you know, like a month and a half or two ago. And I talked to him like every week and everything. So like we didn't end on bad terms, but there was just a lot going on in life for, uh, for him. We were just at different points. And I was just like, you know what, we're this value of our friendship, you know, let's, let's move forward from it. Um, so it was just like bad timing stuff, uh, which, which is totally fine. And then the third time was like, I was, I was like, you know what? I wouldn't do this practice the whole time. Like, I know what I need to do now. Like I literally for like one month, I like, I literally like did not work, had no income coming in. And I was like, I got some savings left. Mm-hmm. It just hustled real hard. And I did everything like I needed to do. And actually like, I still legally am able, I have everything, like all legal documents. Like I have like the email campaigns yeah, and marketing and all that stuff, like ready to launch. And then like, then I realized like physio memes kind of came up about with all this stuff. Right. So mm-hmm. about a year after that, a year after I graduated, I was like starting as like a side hustle, just making stuff for fun. Then I realized like I had to put, you know, I was trying to do two things at once. I was trying to half-ass two things mm-hmm. of opening a practice and then, you know, trying to do physio memes. And I was like putting all my effort into, I, was, you know, I knew how to pick one. So I like, you know, I'm going to open up a practice and put physio memes on the side. And I was like really unhappy about that. And mm-hmm. literally like a week or so before I opened, I was like, you know what? Like I love, the, the idea of opening a practice, but I love physio memes more. So I had to go around that route. So that was like a big struggle that I had. Um, so it wasn't that fair. It was just like, you know, things were unfortunate didn't happen, but in the end, like looking back at it, like it was fucking awesome that that happened to me that I didn't open up those practices. Yeah. Future, if that's something I want to do, but like, you know, me providing humor on a daily basis and doing it through merchandise and doing this and helping other people, you know, with their you know, apparel and merchandise for their companies and business businesses um, has been like very rewarding. Like, I don't ever feel like it's work. I can do this like 14, 16 hours a day, like nothing. 
And that, that's the key, man. That's the key. And that's so inspiring to know because a lot of us think that like we have to go a certain path. And a lot of the times what we initially think that we want to do is actually not the thing that, that, that actually drives us and that we're really passionate about. And sometimes it takes some failure, uh, in a sense to, to realize that. And for you, it happened. I think it happened pretty quickly, which is good. Because it would have sucked to, like you said, if that would have opened up and then your dream, like what you were actually passionate about, just kind of started fizzling away. And, and that, that probably would have been the worst thing ever. So the, yeah. fact that, the fact that you figured that out, like even like through, through those you know, challenges that I'm sure like inside of you were like, like really struggling with that, it ended up working out really great. And the fact is that it was at the end of the day what you were passionate about. And when you're passionate about something, you have to figure out a way to make that your, your thing. You have to figure out a way to, to use that uh, as a vehicle to get the things you want out of life. And, and you were able to do that. And obviously, it's paying off big time. And you are yeah. freaking like killing it. You're serving so many physical therapists with your merchandise, but most importantly, with, with the laughs. Because, yeah. I mean, you, you post some, some stuff some, some days, and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm, I'm dying. I'm dying. <laughs> appreciate it man and the thing like you said like finding your passion like my my big thing like i love meeting people that know like what their passion is and go through it like i could connect with those people all day because like they love talking about it like it's it's fucking awesome not even just like physical therapy but just like whoever like niche in life and um what like pains me is when like i've met people who know what their passion is and love it and they're like it's too late for me to do this. Hmm. And I'm like, ah, no, it's not. Like, people are like, oh, I have kids or I'm married or I'm 30 years old. And I'm like, what? What do you mean? Like, it's because, <laughs> like, you're like, because, like, well, 22 is like when you're supposed to graduate college and you're supposed to be done and, like, I can't do anything. I was like, you're 30 years old. I was like, how long do you think you're going to live? Like, huh. we're, we're, we're living older, like, longer and longer. Like, we're going to be to 80, 90, 100 years old, if not past yeah. that. And it's like, okay, like, if you find your passion and figure out how to do it for a year, two years, three years, maybe like just an hour or two a day, if you find that and just slowly work towards that, like, okay, you're 30, 35, let's say, let's say you're 35. And then now you spent three years just a little bit chipping away at it. You're 38 now. You still got freaking like 60 years to live. <laughs> like, go do your passion. Find a, way, find a way to make it work. Because we have the freaking internet now. Like, what passion that you have, there's a way to monetize it. There's a way to li make a living from it. Like, I'm fucking with making memes. Like, who the yeah. heck thinks I'll, <laughs> you know, uh, do something with that? But it just, it just happened, you know? It's, oh man, that's, that's money right there. It's so true. It's, it's never too late, guys. It's, it's never, never too late to chase your dreams. Uh, like you just stated, man, like, it's funny how, how we do that to ourselves. Like, oh, you know, it's too late. Well, are you going to, like, be unhappy the rest of your life? Because one day you, you said, you know what, I'm, I'm 30. It's, it's way too late to, to follow my dreams, to follow my passion. Like what people don't realize is that like, even in the, in the process of doing the things that you and I are doing, you know, like helping physical therapists in, in different ways, um, but ultimately helping physical therapists, we are so passionate about it that at this point, like I'm not making any money off anything that I'm doing. Uh, I'm serving, I'm, I'm mentoring, you know, students for free at this point because uh, I just love it so much and it actually gives me more energy and I, I, I love it. And I, and when I have my days off, like today's my day off, uh, we're recording this on a Wednesday. I, I work Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday at the clinic and Wednesdays are my days off. I actually work more on my days off than I do th the rest of the week. And I, as you can tell right now, I mean, we're recording this, it's almost 10 o'clock PM. Right. I'm fired up. I have energy because I'm doing what I love. And a lot of people are scared of doing that. And it's just, it doesn't make any sense to me. Like if you were to actually spend like five to 10 to 15 to 20 hours more a week, even though, yeah, it might initially feel like, oh, that's, I'm going to be working. You're working towards your dream. Like right. there's nothing better than that. So it's not too late. You can be 30, you can be 40, you can be 50. I actually read an article that most, mil like most millionaires, multimillionaires start making millions like when they're hitting their like 50s to late 50s. Like, Right. Have time. <laughs> just go exactly, out and man. just go out and do it now. You know, time's on your side if you do it now. If you exactly. wait, yeah, man. So, 
That's, preach, that's, brother. Preach, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, you're fired up, man. We're not, we're, I'm not going to be sleeping tonight. <laughs> <laughs> we'll probably be grinding till like, 1 in the morning now. <laughs> yeah, that, that's cool, man. Like, and as, as long as you, like, you love it and you're doing it, like, like that's, that's what matters. Like, like <clears throat> guys, listen to me. Like, some people are like, oh, man, you're doing so well. You're, like, you're killing it and all this stuff. Like, I'm still working pure rent. I'm working part-time. I, like, you know, I might go do travel PT next or something like that. Like, I'm not making full-time salary with physio music. Like, you know, at the time I was recording, like, I'm not. And a lot of people think, like, I'm, I'm making so much money with it. And, uh, but I just love doing it. Um, but it's just the consistency with it, and that, that pays over time, so. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Man, yeah, that's, that's all great stuff, man. So what – so what advice can you give to, to a new grad PT who, who might be struggling with, with clarity and direction in their career? So someone that maybe just graduated or is about to graduate or has been out for a year and they're just like completely lost. They're like, I know, obviously, um, I need to get a job. Number one, I need to get a job. Um, but I don't know like what direction to go in. Maybe I'm starting to figure out that, oh shoot, I'm in a lot of debt. Uh, I'm in a lot of debt. I, I see this like high paying job, which it's a job that I don't really want because I don't like to work in that setting. And then the setting that I do want to work in is actually, it's cool, but I'm going to be getting paid really, really little. So like what someone who's kind of struggling with all these things, what advice would you give to them? And then apart from that, like what advice would you give to them in general as far right, as right. direction in their career? Yeah. Yeah. So the thing with me, like, as you can see, I've switched things a lot. So like, I didn't have a lot of clarity to begin with because I was like debating between ortho and neuro of like which direction I want. Those are totally two opposite uh, realms. And I've actually never really worked in the neuro setting since I've graduated. Hmm. I've been in stiff settings in ortho uh, mainly, you know, seen small, a handful of uh, ortho, I mean, neuro patients. And I think the big thing is it's okay to not have the clarity. It's okay to not have that direction. The, that's the beauty of our profession. We can do so many different things. Like you can go, at least at this point, I don't know if they're going to ever, ever change things in the future, but you can do ortho. You can go do pediatrics. People switch to geriatrics back to like doing sports med. Like you can do that with your degree. Mm-hmm. So it's okay to not have clarity. And I feel like, yeah, like tell an 18 year old what you need to do with the rest of your life and find your major. And that's what you have to do. It's freaking hard. <laughs> Right. You're 22, you have to go to PT school, figure this out. So when you graduate PT school, you're at, at the youngest, probably 25 on average, right? And there are people that are non-traditional students, so a little bit older. 25 years old is still young to figure out what the hell you want to do the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, crap, like, what am I supposed to do? I was like, maybe it's because I have a commitment issue or whatever. <laughs> but like, I told myself, even I was during PT school, I was like, I'm not going to do physical therapy. Um, for my whole career. I was like, I don't know what it is, but I feel like I'm not, I, I know I'm not going to do physical therapy my whole career. Mm-hmm. At least around just being in clinic 40 hours um, a week for, you know, until I'm 65 and collect, you know, whatever. And I, I remember my classmates all turning to me to like, what do you mean? You've got over a hundred thousand dollars in debt. Like you're not going to do this. I was like, I will. I love it. But like, I think maybe it's the commitment issues, but I was like, Maybe because I didn't have the clarity, and I think it's totally fine. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of people stress about that because the good thing is, um, if you're, you know, wanting to do, because at the end of the day, people, the people that tell us this, never had to go through what we had to go through with our debt, mm-hmm. right? So a lot of people graduate with a bachelor's degree, maybe like ten thousand dollars of debt coming out. You should do, like, you shouldn't do this for the money, and we don't do it for the money. But money is something that we still need to talk about. Right. Because it's very real because we can't, you know, pay our bills on just like smiling all the time. Right. Mm, absolutely. Um, to be happy. But then at the end of the day, like I would, if I, me being a smart ass, I was like, you know, like you think of really good comebacks, like uh-huh. conversation. <laughs> yeah. The person told me this and I'm like, well, if, if, if you love this so much as a professor and it's not about money, why don't you work in this for minimum wage? I really wish I said that. Mm. <laughs> So that, that was a profession that told you that then? It was just like, yeah, it's like, you shouldn't like, we, we want to talk about like salary negotiations. It's like, if we didn't really touch upon it, she's like, well, it shouldn't really be about the money. Like, what? take whatever they give you. And I was oh, like, no way. Ah. I was that- like, so, but yeah, like for me, like if you don't know what you want to do, uh, you want to split between two different things. Like 
you can do travel PT. And if you don't like traveling, you don't like going to other places, there, you can still do contract work, right? So you can be through those agencies, that they're, they're essentially the contract agencies, and which can do the same thing for travel or local stuff. You just won't get the same tax um, benefits, um, you know, staying and taking a job in your city, mm-hmm. but um, you don't have to do it for a few months at a time. So let's say you do it for three months at a time, you don't get those tax write-offs, mm-hmm. um, you know, for like travel, food, and stay or whatnot, but you'll have to commit yourself three months at a time. So let's say you get a contract in ortho, right? And then usually if you get a contract, you make a little bit more money anyways. And let's say you're debating between doing something in the snuff setting. You can take a contract in the snuff setting, working with a geriatric population. So that's my thing of like, if you're not sure what you want to do, it's okay to not have clarity. That's the, the big thing I'm like, I'm trying to say with this. Cause I thought a lot of times like, you need to know exactly what to do when you graduate. And I'm like, ah, oh, shit. Cause I didn't. And I'm, yeah. I'm fine with it. Try, try different new things. You know, there's a lot of options you can do. A hundred percent, man. I still don't know what I want to do when I grow up. <laughs> you need it, man. You need it. At this time, like full clarity and I freaking love it. I don't see you going anytime soon. It's physio memes, making people laugh. Like at the end of the day, like I like making people laugh and being a smart ass. So Yeah, no, I mean you're good at it, man. So keep it going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So whether it's physio memes, whether it's what like whatever I do, like it'll be some type of laughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Uh man, so so many so many uh nuggets there, bro. Like I think that that is huge. And the, the fact is that in this profession, like we have so many options, which is good because we don't have to choose like one specific setting that we're going to do the rest of our lives. Um, at the same time, having a lot of, a lot of options kind of leads to indecisiveness. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you have to make a decision knowing that you have options later on. If you don't like it, it's fine. Uh, and then the other aspect of it too, which is really cool is that because we have options, because we have security and we know for the most part, we can find jobs all around the country, uh, all around the world, really as a physical therapist. The great thing about that is, is knowing you have some security that you're actually able to, on the other end, take some risks if you want to. And whether that's opening up your own business, whether brick and mortar or online and, and still working maybe 40, you know, 30, 20 hours a week part-time if you want to, you always know you, you have something to fall back on in, things, in case things go south. And if you fail, it's okay because you bounce back and you try it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people can't say that. And, uh, and fortunately, we have, we have that opportunity like no one else does where we can do that. We can take some risk if we're willing to. Because a lot of the times the upside is a lot bigger than that downside. And if there is a downside, we just go back into, into you know, a nine to five job if we have to. It's okay. And again, it's, it's like so many of us are stuck with, with this indecisiveness. Like just go out, do what you feel is right in the moment, knowing that uh, as long as it's, it's a calculated decision and it's smart and it's not going to you know, set you back um, with, with other things in your life, then go after it, do it, see if you like it. And if you do, stick with it. If you don't, try again <laughs> yeah no yeah definitely man like that's a good thing our job we have job security so, so that's the benefit with it like it's not like ah, uh, no one's ever gonna be injured or they ever need rehab again like we have job right. security like for me like what you said like that happened to me with um failing and you know hitting close to the bottom and i didn't work for those like four to six weeks like i had no income like i didn't even wasn't even working prm Hmm. So I had a bunch of these savings set up. I was an open my own practice and essentially dwindled all, all the way through and like had like a little bit of money left. I was like trying to calculate. I was like, can I pay the damn, damn bills next month? And I like just had enough and like didn't open my own practice. And hmm. that's when I realized it. So then I was like, crap. So I went back and got a travel PT job, made a little bit more money. And like, that's what I needed to do. So I was like, all right. Now I can, you know, pay the bills, feel a little more confident with it, work on physio memes. And then now I'm like a little more comfortable. Like, so I'm working PRN now. If this doesn't work out, like the big thing, I'm buying time, right? And if it doesn't work out, doing my savings again. And if that doesn't work out, like I can go get another travel job. Like we're always going to have a job. So that's, that's the end of the day. Like it's not a where you can go back and do a nine to five, take a home health job, travel PT job. It's always one out there that yeah man that that's it that's it guys so whatever you're you're holding off on doing because you're you're scared of what's on the other side just go out and do it like what's the worst that can happen (laughs) you know one thing i tell myself is like when you're if you're unhappy like what's the alternative i ask myself that that's like Hmm. happiness and like that'll eat you away 
if you're unhappy for 40 years in your profession, that's an eat you away and that's not good. That is not good. It translates into every other aspect of your life with your family, your future kids, you know, your future wife. Uh, it's just not, it's not a good place to be in. So exactly. I a hundred percent agree, man. So, so if we could nail it down, I know this is tough and we've probably, we've already covered it. Um, but just nailing it down and like, what are the three like top tips that you would give to a new grad PT today who wants more out of their career and their life, uh, who might not know where to start, but, but really wants, like wants to become more. What would you say? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the big thing is that, you know, a tip that I definitely wanted to, to, to tell new grads is that it's okay to be different. And, you know, like just from my story, like that's not a typical story. I feel like, I tell people like all these things that I'm doing, they're like, wait, how long have you been out? Like two years. I was like, I feel like that's like, a, like the, how much, like I've switched things is like how much people do with like in a 10 year career or, you know, or however long. I was like, now I'm about two years and it's okay to be different. Um, you know, same thing with you, man. Like you're what, two years out as well. You're about to open up in a, a clinic as well. Yeah. Um, a year out, man. It's crazy. It's, oh, it's, it's, it's been a year and it's, yeah, it flies by guys. It flies oh, by. So start working on what you love right now because it's going to fly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's okay to be different. And you know, with that, like I'm, I'm big on that. Like MPT's and MPT school, that made me get a cut, but I had like a Mohawk for five years and uh, like an undergrad and I, I just like to be different all the time. I like to stand out. And I think that was a big thing with me is like, me going to PT school, I was different because- Wait, you said you had, you had a mohawk? I had a mohawk, man. Like, I like to stick out. Oh, man. Can we use that picture for, uh, for the promotion <laughs> for this podcast? Yeah, I'll send, I'll send you a picture of a Yo, mohawk. That'd like, be awesome. It's been like five years, but like, <laughs> I, I freaking loved it. And they're like, because I got in with the mohawk because I got into like the school I went to undergrad with and they told me how to get a cut. And I got into PT school, like, I have earrings in, and they're like, yeah, you can't wear earrings to your clinicals. Yo, they told me the same thing. I'm like, oh, man. I was, oh, dude. I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> I was like, I was like, that's sexist. <laughs> that's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> I, wore, I wore my clinicals. They didn't say nothing to me. Yeah, my, my, my professors uh, had said that, but like, oh, you traditional, like, I was like, I'm not getting rid of that. I was like, you made me cut my hair. I'm not getting rid of these earrings. <laughs> no one knows it half the time anyways. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. But that's, that's funny that happened to you too, man. Um, but yeah, just be different if you want to be different. If you don't want to be different, that's totally fine. Um, just just figure, you know, yourself out. And it's okay to be different. So awesome. that's, you know, so you want three tips. Um, second thing that we covered on earlier on in the podcast, I just want to reiterate is because a big thing I value a lot is my happiness. Mm -hmm. So if I don't like a situation and don't want to be in it long enough, like I value that over anything else. And surround, so the big thing is like surrounding yourself who you want to, you know, be like, um, or who you, or who you who, if, if you already know what, what you're like and you want more of that, just surround yourself with those people. So we talked about it doesn't have to be physically, it can be virtually. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you like hobby, like, go reach out to him, contact him. If you like me, go contact me. If you don't like either one of us, like screw us, go find someone who you want to be like mm -hmm. or who you want to be surrounding yourself with because that's very important. That's going to keep you happy and it's going to help you with your mindset and your mind health overall. A hundred percent, man. And like you just said, like any, and this is what we love to do. We love to talk about these things. So anyone that wants to connect with either me or Andrew, like we're, we're here and we're here to chat. And if you have questions for us, on anything at all, like we'll be happy to answer them for you. So feel free to connect with us. Feel free to send us a message on, you know, Facebook, Instagram, friend us on Facebook if you want. Uh, we're we're here. We're here, oh. and we've we've you know struggled with the same things that you've that you're currently struggling with, and we have answers for you. We have answers, and if we don't have the answers for you, we know someone who does because we oh. have a we have a really big circle, and it's a really tight circle. And a lot of people with different experiences that can help you out. So, uh, yeah. so just putting it out there, we're, we're here for you. Exactly. And uh, like you said, just if we don't, like, if, if it's not us, like, we know people, like, if you want something on the pelvic floor, like, that ain't me, that ain't, I don't think that's Javi. Nope. <laughs> you can recognize the people that, uh, that, that, that you want that's uh, it. To, to, to surround yourself with, like, we, you know, um, it, it just kind of depends. 
Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, so the, the last thing is one thing I've been trying to push through and like I have to tell myself this every day, uh, you know, especially on like the bad days and stuff. One thing is make life humorous, right? So rocking this uh I love big, it. Big, big hashtag that I've been using. Just really want to promote um just a little bit of laughter every single day. Uh whether that's just me doing memes, I know like a lot of it's geared towards more for physical therapists, but I translate that into patient care as well. Hmm. And I think that's just a big thing in just in just life. But like, especially with our patients, um, they're they're in pain, right? So yep. whether that's physical pain, emotional, spiritual, like social, like whatever that is, my goal for every evaluation, the first time I see a patient, is I'm gonna get a laugh out of them, or a smile, or like a chuckle, or so, something. I, like I crack it. a joke. Like, there's always a way. Like, man, there there are like certain things like. We, I feel like we all have those like jokes that we tell every single patient and they laugh every single time. It was like super cheesy stuff. Like, yeah, man. And it's just like, <laughs> you know, there's some certain things that like, I try to do like to make light of the situation at some point. Like, yeah, they're like 10 out of 10 pain, but like I'm going to find a way like to be a smart ass or whatever. And, like in this, this, this so many different levels of different ways of doing it. A hundred percent. So like, that's just my goal all the time. So like carrying that through, like I always want to promote that through our profession in a positive light and also like hopefully like getting people because I feel like it's just not the norm of like making jokes and being you know being you because I feel like most people are funny like their own way and right. like you just have to be super professional and like have to be a certain way to our patients and mm-hmm. um, I just think you know having laughter at some point like in the eval because that'll, that'll translate for every single session because if you get them laughing once they're like your guys gonna be able to be they're gonna open up to you a lot more you can be able to connect with them we know laughter is the best medicine yep so yeah that, have you, have you, yeah so, that yeah. that that's an bro that's 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 huge man that's i love the fact that you go in there with the intention of, of making that happen because a lot of us want to do these things, but we don't go in with that intention. We're all about, oh, let's like figure out what the you know mass uh, uh, MMT is, what the what the special test of whether it's positive or negative. Like, no, nah, just go in there to have a good time, make them laugh, like connect with them, you know, emotionally. Um, and I think that's awesome, bro. And I, I do the same thing. Like, I, we all have like jokes, specific jokes that we resort to. And I did a lot of that at the rest. Like, when I, I was so. Uh, I, I worked in the restaurant industry for about seven years and I had like a line of like jokes that I just, I would come up with and I'm like, man, these are super cheesy, but you know, people laugh and if they're laughing at you, it's fine too. As long as they're yeah. laughing. So I love that, bro. I, it's, I, it's like those jokes that like, you like all your coworkers like roll their eyes at. Yeah. Time, and I was like, Hey, this is new to them. So exactly. Uh, but yeah. So like, I just usually like come up with stuff and like, you know, people laugh like, I don't know. So just find your own way, like whatever you're like, you don't have to be like totally out of your element with it. Like I'm sure you've made, everyone's listening. You've made somebody laugh at some point in your life. Like everyone can be funny. So mm-hmm. again, like for me, I was like being a smart ass. So yeah. you don't have to be a smart ass if that's not your thing, but like there are definitely ways to make people laugh. Can you, can you give me one example like of a, of a joke that you use? So like anytime someone does an exercise, like this one I just used today, uh, when uh-huh. I'm doing, like, Patients always like hold their breath, right? Uh-huh. I'm like, don't, don't hold your breath. Like you turn it red and they're like, okay. I was like, I don't want you to pass out. That's a lot of paperwork. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like super cheesy. And I said all the time, like, I love it. Like, you were like, oh yeah, you don't want you to pass out. And it's like, no, it's like, cause I just don't want to do this damn paperwork. You know? <laughs> <laughs> they're like, oh, thanks man. And I was like, you know, like, so it's just, just like, we always laugh back and forth. Of course. Like, I always use. I love it. Yeah. Like, there's one you use, man. So one that I use, um, I basically like before, before setting up the next exercise, I'm like, let me ask you a question. Are you scared of heights? <laughs> and, then, and then I just bring, I bring the steps. <laughs> it's like, it's like a four inch, like four to six inch, like, you know, height. And I'm like, all right, cause we're going to get on this step right now. <laughs> it's super cheesy and it's, yeah, yeah. but they're like, oh man, Javi, you know, <laughs> that shit works, man. I, I, used, I used the same joke, but I was like, but then I usually do it right before like the high low table and I'll like yeah. hike completely. You're afraid of heights and like, uh, yeah, or whatever they say. But then like, I'll like, okay, cool. And then I, you know, just get the high low table and just go yeah. up like two inches. Like, you know, super cheesy stuff. <laughs> yeah, but it, um, it helps. But it works. It works, man. It works. Um, yeah. That's awesome, bro. So, uh, so we're, we're nearing the end here. Um, 
And I just want to ask you, obviously, you've done a lot in the past few months. Uh, I've, I mean, I've seen your growth, like with everything that you're doing on Instagram, your, your social media platforms on Facebook, you have a, a few groups on there that are absolutely killing it. Um, what, what are you curious right now? Like, what are you passionate about right now? Uh, what's next for you? And what are your biggest goals for 2019? Cause it's the end of the year, baby. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, this is what the, I don't like New Year's resolution. Today's what December 19th of this recording. This is my December 19th uh, resolution. All right. So my, like my big thing, like I talked about earlier, um, I guess in general is I want to be more intentional about helping, you know, spreading the, the positivity and humor within our profession mm-hmm. and to doing that with physio memes. And the big thing with like, I want to do with that as well is we have like a branding issue in our profession. A lot of people, if you guys don't know, like, like I mean, the majority of you, like people listening is like, Oh, what is a physical therapist? Like you guys just do massage. Do you guys like personal trainer? Do you guys crack backs? So I thought that was crap. But people don't know what we do. So right. that's one way that like, I'm trying to like have more of a conversation, have more awareness um, through physio means is you know having the apparel on so this is a way we just brand our profession right so like i was wearing the shirt it says make life humorous on there you're like oh that's funny like humorous is like like you spelled wrong and i'm like no it's a uh, <laughs> bone you know so it's just like little things like oh it's like i'm a physical therapist and we can just open that conversation up right? i just love it stuff on there like one of my shirts says like sipping on my tinsel fashion latte and they're like oh what kind of latte is that like, <laughs> it's like <laughs> So like it's just like super like just like a little bit different um way of like trying to promote the brand like in a funny way and you know apparel is just one way to do that and just open the conversation because if you're aware that people are like oh what does that mean so 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 that's like a big goal that I, like I want to do with physio means for 2019 and a, a recent goal is like since I've like you know done stuff primarily just through Instagram uh want to help other business owners learn Instagram as well. And <clears throat> so what I've learned to kind of grow my account, grow my following and whatnot, uh, my passion, of course, is still physical therapy, which is why I'm you know, doing, doing all this. And I want to help other business owners optimize and just use Instagram to be able to help more people. So because there's just so many things with just Instagram that we can do. And um, this strategic way is to actually like grow your account or whatnot. So basically I just want to help business owners do that because if they can get, you know, that's where a lot of people's attention are. If they can get the attention of the patient to um, a potential patient and maybe to help that out and, you know, indirectly like helping more patients that way. So that's a big goal that I have for 2019 is just helping other business owners grow their Instagram account to, you know, help more people out of pain. Man, that, that is absolutely amazing. And obviously, I mean, you and I know of like the value of social media and, and right. how, how it's a medium of, of reaching potential patients, uh, specifically the ones that, that we want to work with. And, and that is massive, man, because like with, with that, and I know, I think this is something that you're, you're, it's a, it's a new program that you're starting. Um, a lot of people just don't know how to use Instagram. Like we know how to scroll and look at pictures and like and comment, but you can actually create a business out of it and actually acquire customers out of it. And one of the courses that I'm working on is about about, about acquiring customers. So it connects mm-hmm. it connects really well together. Um, but but that that's huge, man. So uh, so good luck good luck with that. I know you're gonna freaking kill it. Like the other you know course that you had out of, of how to create T-shirts for for your business. Um, yeah. So. So I'm excited to see, to see that turn out. Um, I'm excited for everything that you're doing, man. As always, like you're a great friend and I I just love connecting with you. So, uh, so thank you so much again for jumping on the podcast, brother. Uh, where, where can people find you? I know we covered it in the beginning, but we'll go ahead and. So, you know, people have to go back to the beginning to listen to it. Um, so you guys can find me, uh, on Instagram, just go to, uh, at physio underscore memes. Um, Send me a message if you guys follow me. Send me a message that you listen to this um, to this podcast, and I uh, definitely would love to connect with you guys. If you guys want to reach me through email, it's Andrew at physiomemes.com. And if you guys want to check out anything, um, you know, apparelized, physiomemes.com as well, and like all my social media accounts are like, at the bottom of that page. So, so those are just ways to reach me. Perfect, man. Perfect. Well, 
Thank you so much again, brother. Uh, it was a pleasure having you on. Uh, I look forward to, to speaking to you again soon and have a great night, everyone. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate it, man. Um, thank you. Anytime. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the New Grad Physical Therapist Success Blueprint. If you have any questions or would like to speak to us directly about your New Grad PT experience, please do not hesitate to contact us at contactngptmentors.com. That is contactngptmentors.com. As always, we welcome you to join our free New Grad PT Mentorship group on Facebook. And we'd also like to invite you to follow us on Instagram at the New Grad PT Mentors. If you can think of at least one person who can benefit from listening to this episode today, please be sure to share it with them. We look forward to seeing you and them on the next episode of the New Grad Physical Therapist Success Blueprint. Thank you. Have an amazing day.